This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. White-collar crime is running rampant in the United States, and it's costing Americans an untold amount of money. White-collar crimes like fraud and embezzlement rob victims anywhere from $300 billion to $800 billion annually, while street-level crimes like burglary and theft cost about $16 billion a year, according to the FBI. But despite this eye-opening statistic, the true extent of white-collar crime is largely unknown. The federal government doesn't have a database of these criminals, a method of tracking the rates of these types of crime, or even annual statistics. In the new book, Big Dirty Money, The Shocking Injustice and Unseen Cost of White-Collar Crime, legal scholar Jennifer Taub takes a deep dive into white-collar crime, its history, and reveals why these offenders seem to get off scot-free now more than ever at great cost to the general public. Jennifer Taub is a legal scholar and advocate whose writing focuses on follow the money matters, promoting transparency, and opposing corruption. She has testified as a banking law expert before Congress and has appeared on MSNBC's Morning Joe and CNN's Newsroom. Taub was the Bruce W. Nichols Visiting Professor of Law in the fall of 2019 at Harvard Law School and is now a professor of law at the Western New England University School of Law, former Associate General Counsel at Fidelity Investments. She is a graduate of Yale College and Harvard Law School. Happy to have Jennifer Taub join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Jennifer, welcome. Welcome to this program. Thank you for such a nice welcome. If my mother is listening, she'll be very proud. <laughs> <laughs> what inspired you, Jennifer, to write Big Dirty Money, and how prevalent is white-collar crime? I was inspired to write this book right at the moment my last book was published. I had written a book on the financial crisis called Other People's Houses. And in that book, I was trying to trace the decades of deregulation that put in place the conditions that we could have this toxic mortgage-linked security crisis and these millions of foreclosures. So I had done the book, and it literally, um, on the day of the book launched, at my first book reading, the first question somebody in the audience asked me was, how come no big bankers went to jail? And it bothered me because no one wants to be stumped on their first question. And it bothered me enough that I decided to spend some time finding an answer to that question. And in the course of that work, I you know, became much more immersed in the whole history of the white-collar crime field, um, the kinds of trends over time, and what we need to do now to fix our problems. Jennifer Tabb is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. Her book is Big Dirty Money. So how does white-collar crime affect the average person? White-collar crime affects every aspect of our lives, from the kinds of medicine that we take to whether the money in our bank account, or if we're lucky enough to have investments, to whether that's safe or not. White-collar crime affects whether the people who are in office who are supposed to be representing us are looking out for us or instead for their own personal interests and to line their own pockets. I can't think of an area of life where it doesn't affect us, even in the college admission um, process that many people out there are either a college student or have kids or know folks who are applying to college. We even had that major cheating scandal, which was a big white-collar crime crackdown. Now, in the book, you discuss how high-level offenders are able to get off scot-free and re-offend with impunity because of their wealth influence and privilege. How does white-collar crime exploit and compound racial, class, and financial inequality? We have a, you know, a, a criminal justice system 
where the very affluent can actually use crime to get ahead. And they are they cut legal corners, whether it's in their tax returns or in some other aspect of their life, and they are able to increase their power by evading punishment. But they're also benefiting because they are in a special status where they play by other rules when people who are lower than them um, in a hierarchy, lower social status, um, are thrown in jail when they try to use crime to get ahead. And I can just give you one very sad example. You look at somebody like Eric Garner, who was a middle-aged black man selling loose cigarettes, known as Lucy's, on a New York City sidewalk. And he was surrounded by police officers. He was tackled and suffocated for what really was a tax dodge, an arbitrage. And he was trying to make money because he was using these cigarettes that could be purchased out of state for less money per carton because taxes were lower out of state. And then he would open them up, open each up, up the packs and sell loose cigarettes to passersby. And he was making, he was basically engaged in tax evasion where the state of New York and the city of New York was losing just $5.85 per pack. That was his hustle. That was a tax dodge. And what did this tax evader get? You know, he was killed on the street. And what's even more tragic is the officer who did that was not prosecuted. And the reason that the Department of Justice gave there was that it, they, they thought the jury would think it was not excessive force under the circumstances. And this is an example where racism is, racism is just baked right into that conclusion. Um, I mean, can you actually imagine cops on the street circling and tackling and choking a white woman if she was poised to drop her fraudulent tax return in a city mailbox? It wouldn't happen. And if it did, it would be considered excessive force. And so this is just, you know, one example of these kinds of double standards that have tragic consequences in our society. Jennifer Taub is my guest here in Speaking of Writers. The book is Big Dirty Money. In the book, you talk about how after the savings and loan crisis, accounting scandals, and the collapse of Enron in 2001, executives were actually jailed. But since 2008, punishment and even a criminal charge is very rare. What caused this shift, Jennifer? It's hard to actually pinpoint this shift. Something happened at some point after the financial crisis. And you mentioned, you know, after the savings and loan, you know, a thousand bankers were prosecuted and incarcerated. And the numbers, you know, even recently around the Enron accounting scandals, I just want to, you know, share them with your listeners. In the four years between uh, July 2002 and March of 2006, the Department of Justice actually convicted more than 82 CEOs, 85 corporate presidents, 36 chief financial officers and 14 chief operating officers, all in corporate fraud cases. And then we come to the um, toxic mortgage meltdown of 2007, 2008, where there were no high level of bankers um, who went to prison. And, you know, I was not a fly on the wall. I did not and have never worked at the Department of Justice. So I don't know what the internal conversations were. But from the outside, it sure looks to me that they chickened out. They decided just not to do it, um, and I believe they didn't even try. So what are our lawmakers doing, Jennifer, or not doing to try and curb white-collar crime? The number one thing that needs to be done is to fund 
the parts of the government that actually enforce white collar crime and to put people in place who make it a priority. And so, you know, we've been hearing a lot recently, a lot of um, shouting and arm waving about how terrible it is to defund the police and how, um, you know, Donald Trump says he's for law and order. But talk about defunding. Um, the IRS has been hugely defunded. You just look back, um, at, you know, over a decade, and it now has billions of dollars less of a budget annually than it used to. They've cut more than 30,000 employees. Audits have gone down. And in terms of who they prioritize when they audit, they're ridiculously prioritizing and treating people, the lowest earners, the same as the highest. Like you are as likely to be audited if you earn $20,000 a year or less as you are if you're in the top 1%. It makes no sense. And so what, what needs to be done is, you know, Congress can only do so much if we have right now in the Senate, it's uh, Mitch McConnell is, is, is in control of the agenda. It's not the priority of the Republican majority to step up tax enforcement or even to have a fair tax system. And it's certainly not um, Donald Trump's priority to crack down on tax evasion or even pay his own taxes. So the only thing that really can be done is we need honest people um, you know, at the top of our government. And finally, let's talk about COVID-19 and COVID-19's influence in white-collar crime and who gets access to critical small business and PPP loans. Yeah, I mean, we see whenever there is um, a large government program, whenever there is a pile of money, you really need to be careful about um, who, about fairness in terms of allocating it and also fraud in terms of people who apply for it. And the whole way it was initially set up was just not done in a way that was designed to be fair to small businesses. In fact, there were some large corporations who um, were, you know, at the trough taking money and they were so embarrassed by the publicity around it that they gave it back, although it had not actually been unlawful um, for them to take it. Um, and also when it comes to COVID-19, you know, you have your usual you have your usual grifters trying to exploit the public. You have, you know, Alex Jones, who runs that show InfoWars, who was taking advertisements, advertising for like some kind of toothpaste that he was claiming on his show would cure people of the coronavirus. I mean, it's really, you know, it's really tragic, but this is what the grifter mentality can be. And listeners can connect with you, Jennifer, online for more. You have your own website, JenniferTaub.com. You also have a BigDirtyMoney.com website, too, as well, right? Yes, and that links up. It's just a section of my regular website. So you can go to either place, BigDirtyMoney.com or JenniferTaub.com, or also find me on Twitter at, at JenTaub, J-E-N-T-A-U-B. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much. And the book, Jennifer Taub, is uh, Big Dirty Money, The Shocking Injustice and Unseen Cost of White Collar Crime. And this is Speaking of Writers.